Istanbul 74 presents How Can We All Make It Into the Future? 74 podcast series. On the podcast, we discuss the global pandemic we're currently facing and how it'll reshape our reality and society with opinion leaders and creative minds from all over the world. Let's explore together what the future might bring for us. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Istanbul 74 74 podcast series, How Can We All Make It Into the Future? My name is Gökhan Karakush and today we will be discussing super regionalism, super regionalism and architecture with architect Hantu Maritikin. Super regionalism is an idea that I've been working on the last few years and it's about how can we create sustainable paradigms for architecture and construction looking at architectural geographies and specifically to explore regions, but also explore inter-regional dynamics between different neighboring architecture cultures. The idea is to grow regional rationales in architecture as a new form of universal humanist globalism in architecture. Han Tumaritekin is our guest today, and Han Tumaritekin is an architect uh, who graduated from Istanbul Technical University. He was born in 1958 uh, and went to the Istanbul Technical University in the late 60s and early 80s, graduating from there to create and to find found his own studio, Mimar Larvehan Tumartekin, in 1986 in Istanbul. Uh, later, he went to uh, set up another office in France, in Strasbourg, in 2013, Atelier Han Tumartekin, and Han has always has been a recipient of the Aga Khan Award for Architecture and always has maintained a regional approach to his work here in Turkey, but also in geographies such as the Mediterranean and Central Asia. I'm Gökhan Karakush. I'm an architectural critic and designer based in Istanbul. And today we are lucky to have a discussion with Han Tumertekin on the subject of super regionalism. So welcome, Han. Thank you, Gökhan, for inviting me. Critical regionalism... Uh, was a kind of major architectural uh, theory approach uh, and it dates back to um, the 1980s. Uh, originally, it was published uh, in an essay by two architectural theorists, Alexander Zonis and Leon Lefebvre, uh, about architecture in Greece. And then later, Kenneth Frampton, a historian, theorist, architect, he uh, wrote his famous essay on critical regionalism, call, calling it Towards a Critical Regionalism, Six Points for an Architecture of Resistance. Uh, and this became a kind of major document um, for architecture from the 80s on. It kind of paralleled postmodernism. And it was a response to kind of modernism, the unitary modern architecture of the Bauhaus and later uh, of the uh, post-war architecture of people like Mies van der Rohe um, and, uh, uh, and other architects associated with um, later Philip Johnson with a kind of global, ar- global architecture, international style, let's call, let's call it. And in the, the 80s, uh, Frampton, he responded to this uh, this kind of universal civilization being pushed by this kind of architecture with two examples from uh, 
two architects with uh, backgrounds slightly outside of the Western context, both kind of uh, Scandinavian based. One is Alvar Alto and Jorn Utzon um, discussing their uh, more sort of uneconomic, organic, a uh, little bit influenced by local culture. So I want to go back to that moment when you were studying um, in this period when all these issues were being thrown around between regional influences versus this kind of universal modernist architecture. Can you describe how you, both in your education and afterwards, approached both the education you were given about architecture, which was very much at Istanbul Technical University based on some of these principles as a Bauhaus and later um, through the Central European and German architects, and then what you also knew of Turkish architecture uh, and your exposure to Turkish architecture, both uh, in terms of architecture of Istanbul, uh, but also the larger architecture of the geography of Turkey. So what were the two things that were, what were, how were these two things, uh, how did you assess these in, in, in both your education and then afterwards? Well, um, I was uh, during 1976 uh, to 1982, I was a student at Istanbul Technical University architectural faculty um, that was uh, the name of the school uh, with a French uh, uh, French uh, tradition it was not called architecture school but faculté uh, d'architecture or mimarlık fakültesi um, the Istanbul Istanbul Technical University's architecture school was um, had always um, a strong, very strong German influence. Uh, the professors of my professors were uh, the German architects um, escaping Nazis during the Second World War, and um, they were they were the the real. Uh, modernist architects uh, who came to who came the, to, to Istanbul, and then um, during seventies, let's say the second half of seventies, we had uh, a very very um, strong uh, discussion on modern architecture, and then we had postmodernist architecture um, debates. Um, what was the nature of those debates? Because postmodernism, um, you know, Frampton's critical regionalism is in fact a yes, postmodernism, yeah, yeah, but there was yeah, also yeah. another kind of Robert Venturi postmodernism, a more sign, symbol, uh, and uh, referring uh, to the actual visual aspects, but can you describe what that postmodernist well, discussions know, were? At, at in, my school, in, uh, um, the education was still based on Bauhaus. We had uh, modelage studios, we had basic design. At the, the, the whole first year, we had basic design and um, a couple of a couple of professors were talking about uh, 
postmodernisme, euh, sémiologie, sémantique, euh, mainly a couple of French architects, uh, well, let's say theorists like uh, Castex. Uh, Tafuri was somewhere uh, in the school. We, we knew about Tafuri, but uh, the, the main uh, the main line uh, was Bauhaus. But personally, personally, right. as a very very young student, uh, I remember very well. It was my first year at the school. Um, I discovered in the library um, architecture without architects of Rudowski. Yeah, the famous uh, Bernard Rudowski book and exhibition from actually uh, the 60s uh, at the Museum of Modern Art. Yeah, but, you know, one day I, I, I spent a lot of time uh, in the library. And then one day right. I discovered Rudowski. Then later, uh, in, a, in a couple of months, I had the chance, I was so fortunate to be able to read in French complexity and contradiction in architecture of Venturi. Right, right. so this is, this happened at uh, yeah, the same time, the same sort of time. 1976, I remember precisely, I was in Bodrum with a group of friends at the beach. I read complexity and contradiction in architecture. And then uh, first thoughts that I had uh, from my Bauhaus-influenced professors and what I saw in uh, architecture without architects and the discussions that, and, and the, the questions raised by Venturi I was really um, very, very confused as a yeah. right. It was that. It was that. It was that uh, powerful of a of a yeah. thesis. And for then, you. then I I started having a tendency towards um, Venturi, but not not the architecture that Venturi was making. But questions raised by Venturi was very, very interesting. Then, right. So this, this was a kind of a breakdown of this unitary sort of systematic that, uh, that you know, was sort of, that sort of, but was for you at that moment because of your architecture education. Well, international style, that, 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 that's for sure. My, uh, the architectural education at uh, at those years in Istanbul Technical University was uh, pure international style. But mm. and issues of like locality and and regionality, these uh, both culturally and otherwise. Uh, had not inter well, you know, been introduced into both we education had or very few, very few professors uh, discussing 
the locality, uh, tectonics of the architectural heritage, um, but mainly that was not the issue that that has been discussed. But I was not alone. A group of older students uh, formed a student initiative, and uh, they started they started publishing. Um, a kind of a magazine uh, and they started discussing the edu- the architectural education that was what was the uh, name of this magazine uh, you know it was uh, founded by Ihsan Bilgin and uh, Burak Boysan uh, and the name was as far as I remember araştırma uh, geliştirme I think it was uh, um, I'm not sure something like that that uh, the, the main issue was uh, to protest the the architectural right. education right so there was uh, what we can see is a critical a criticism of this Uh, German, but more importantly, a kind of international style that uh, was that was not presenting well, any yeah, alternatives yes, right, beyond right. beyond this one. Then, yeah. uh, I remember very well I, as a as a very very young guy. Uh, I was by chance uh, introduced myself to that group of. Uh, older students of uh, yeah of the school, right? Uh, and then they they welcomed me, and I started discussing right. with them. We we had series of uh, sessions of discussions, uh, and then finally, in, in a couple of years, another group of students again. Uh, an independent student initiative, we decided to move to Mula, the old city of Mula, uh, protesting the education at the school, saying that the only way to learn architecture is to be there. Right, so this kind of... uh, uh understanding of a particular geography and the material reality of that particular geography was something that became important uh, in your assessment yeah. of architecture and how to do architecture. Then, then right. we've been there, we've been at the beginning 19 students. Um, then we started measuring buildings, uh, taking photographs, doing films. We stayed there for a month. And we started talking to people um, what was the their need because old historical uh, vernacular buildings were, uh, a majority of those buildings were 
um, modified, uh, physically intervened. We started, uh, after talking to people, we started what are the needs of people? What are the needs of new users of those old buildings? And then I discovered that um, architecture is not something frozen. Yeah, this this yeah, this shared material reality, which is something that uh, which is one of the qualities of I think this this regionalism, the understanding that these socioeconomic conditions, there's a certain continuity between traditions, but there's also a lot in terms of a continuing awareness of of those of a of a particular time's physical determinants and needs. And, and needs. Yeah. Seen cool. in a kind of positive way. Like, what can we do now based on these physical determinants? And sorry, so, sorry to interrupt uh, you. Uh, it, I, yeah, go ahead. I had the chance to experience um, a, a locally designed building, uh, at the performance of a locally designed building during a very hot summer. Then it was it was something very very uh, precious to me. I, I, I remember right. during a very hot day uh, when you enter a sofa of a uh, vernacular building, the change of uh, atmosphere, the the heat. Um, even the light, the shadow, the quality of that shadow was very different um, than uh, those were my first experiences about uh, a building that was anchored on its location, in its... Uh, Topography, social context. Uh, can you imagine for a for a student? It's it's it was wonderful to experience uh, in person all of those things. So this uh, this dub this awareness of this universal system of architecture now with your exposure to this local uh, in terms of uh, all these all these contextual both physical and social aspects that you talk about um, I think this was an important moment in the 19 you know with Frampton's essay Rudofsky's essay uh, to these thesis on how architecture needed to be uh, how architecture could now turn to the local. I think it was also very much a uh, 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 had to do with what you importantly saying a kind of efficient use of space, efficient use of uh, natural elements to make sure that human habitation, how people are living, is more comfortable and much more uh, organized based on the, you know the climate, based on exactly what was seen there. 
can you speak a little bit about this this kind of approach as was around uh, and many we have many architects from that period that uh, that uh, were were actively doing this kind of architecture uh, and you know we know that Alto and some of his uh, architecture in Finland Scandinavia was like this but moving on from that we, we noticed in, in the 80s and 90s there was a kind of Uh, this whole regionalist uh, architecture started to started to fade away, let's say, um, as an agenda. And starting in about the 90s, uh, we returned to another kind of global universal universal system that has been described as you know this mm -hmm. kind of star architect system. Then we also have in parallel these global uh, corporate architecture practices. Uh, also starting in the 1980s and 90s, very, very large architectural practices that include um, both architecture, but many other things like landscape architecture or engineering, you know, big companies like Acom and Gensler. Uh, what do you think happened that even though there was a lot of criticism of universal modernism and there was a certain postmodernism and this kind of local awareness you're talking about, but As it happened back in the 80s and 90s, another kind of universal system got created. Uh, what happened in that time period, and you were in Turkey uh, during that time period, where this, this other court of universal, both as a star architect system, but also this kind of corporate architecture, big corporate firms. What do you feel is this, was this made those practices and approaches become much more viable and become the major hegemonic architectural well, you, approach. Well, you know very well the architectural scene in Turkey. We had, um, compared to Europe, uh, it was not uh, at that scale, but we had our big offices, we had our um, star architects, Uh, product influence architects uh, but uh, even under that pressure I personally of course uh, I was not interested on that movement at all um, I, I was always saying that Uh, those are the answers that uh, we didn't we didn't uh, raise the question. Um, uh, mm. Our problems were different, but the solutions were important. That that was the feeling I had during that. And this is an interest. This is an interesting thing because I think this is an interesting raison d'être of why you're an example of the super regionals that I'm talking about. Was in that period in Turkey, for example, in the 80s and 90s, Turkey's building culture and architecture cultures was a, because of other dynamics uh, uh, was not populated or was not uh, so integrated mm -hmm. with a global system. Uh, and it allowed a certain, uh, it allowed the local architecture scene, 
which had its own issues and problems, but allowed it to kind of develop on its own dynamics, uh, I think, which is, which is well, what I you think know, you're saying. Th there's another thing, again, another uh, personal input or data. Um, I am a son of two geographers. And uh, when I was five, six, or seven years old, without, uh, long before people talking about globalism, I heard from my father uh, a very, very um, critical uh, formula, let's say, uh, one divided right. world. Then, um, right. to me, globalization was not an issue because the world, the space, I can, I can uh, exaggerate maybe, but the space had just one scale to me, the whole world. And... So, but this, you, you, in terms of, I think you're an interesting example of this, and, and I'll, I'll just make a quick comment. Your understanding of this kind of globalism, I think is fairly unique uh, amongst that generation of Turkish architects trained in, let's say, the 70s and 80s, because you did have a concept of globalism that was mm -hmm. a more technically detailed on one side, but also had a, a kind of uh, understanding of a, unitary human civilization. Uh, uh, so you were able to com combine those two, which I well, think is very know, interesting, what you're I, saying. I knew that this was one word, but divided, which means every locality had its own existence, but everything was in relation to another thing or to another people. Then I, instead of thinking uh, about the globalism, I could concentrate on what I call hyperspecificities. Um, okay, could you define that a little bit in terms of uh, architecture? What does that mean in terms of looking at these Well, I know very well place? when I look back to any of my design process that I see clearly that every, every yeah. corner of a building is... Um, separately developed, discussed, and designed. This can be repeated, no matter if it is repeated or not. I concentrate on every component and corner of 
any space that I'm designing. And everything is related to another thing. That's what, yeah, I mean. In terms of how that, art, that piece well, of architecture you know, is the, the, the window organized plan and design. can be different than a window facing north. The, the proportions right. can be different. The layers of isolation can be different. And these are the things that I... Um, I try to um, to refine in my buildings. Then instead of like the international style or the classical modernist approach, which is a grid, a repetition of a module, I would like to to make use of repetition, but if it is not uh, working at some parts in the building, I can easily leave it. Then right, I am right. concentrated on, on, on to it's anchor not... every building on its specific uh, location. Which, uh, in some ways, you allow for the for the complexity and the the, for lack of a better word, the messiness of a particular location to determine uh, changes in a kind of systematic approach. Uh, you know, not so not so much a fetishize system and try to impose it completely in in a, in a yeah, I can systematic way. Uh, this hypersensitivity issue, hyperspecificity issue. Do you feel? Um, I mean, it's 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 an issue of of uh, material and ar architecture. But how about it as a in terms of a local way of living? Uh, how people use space, or how people are li living in a very much uh, you know on a street. Is, is there a is there a way? Is there, is there also kind of notion of habitation? Uh, in, in, in your sure, sure, approach sure. You to know, hyperspecificity? For each of my designs, the main thing is not the building, but life. That's for sure. That's I, I'm very right. uh, clear on that. Buildings are not existing because there are architects, but buildings are existing because people need them. And the way they are living is the, right. the so, dynamic right, right. of the design. Right. So that brings us to uh, to sort of today a little bit, because we moved from this criticism of uh, international style and the emergence of localism and regionalism and starting in the 1970s and 80s with this critical regionalism and then as a response to uh, this universal uh, universal system, the 
both on its on its uh, economic aspects, but also on its uh, um, on its uh, uh, pr practical built aspects. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about the '80s and '90s, and 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 your kind of awareness of what you were doing here in Turkey. And that point in Turkey uh, was still a fairly isolated place to do architecture. That, there weren't that many international firms coming into Turkey, not that many architects um, moving outside of Turkey. Um, uh, over the last 20 years, though, Turkey, Istanbul has, has Turkey and Istanbul and our architecture culture, architecture culture of Turkey has become much more into this, this uh, neoliberal system that we can call. Um, can you describe what, in terms of your own practice and work, the fact that in the last 20 years here in a country like Turkey that we started now having you know, these large practices uh, and uh, large corporate practices. Again, I'll mention them specifically, uh, you know, companies uh, like uh, RMJM and uh, big develop architects and developers of particular um, typologies, for example, the Jardet Partnership, which is a focus on shopping malls, created some design shopping malls here. So we, we started to get these actors. Uh, what did you feel was the, in this starting in the late 90s until today, um, in terms of your own work, but also in terms of what you see of the localism and the regionalism? How did that affect our issues of local regionalism, the, these, this introduction of these now very much corporate, uh, very much uh, taking knowledge from one area of the world and applying it to Turkey, like just a shopping mall in Turkey. It looks like a shopping mall like any place else. Can you describe that moment uh, in terms of your own work and what, how you assessed how that affected the built environment in Turkey starting well, from like the late 90s? you know, um, I, was, I was thinking about uh, those uh, big practices, but not just them, um, let's say um, global practices. Uh, it doesn't mean that they are big practices, but uh, or it, yeah, global practice. Global practice, yeah, that might be a bit different. Better. Some are very big, you know, RMJM is very big, but you can say Skidmore, Owings and Merrill you know, it's not as big, uh, but it is a global practice, which also did you know, the, some there work is in a Turkey, very interesting uh, uh, comment that I have done a couple of months ago, very, very recently. Um, to, to, to be able to design a building really anchored on its uh place on its culture um social um relations needs time incredible time incredible yeah. time and those global practices doesn't have that time this is and neither do the clients that ask for that work from them. You know, the, the, the thing is that identity to to is that. not something preconceived. 
then it takes time to give identity to a building, to a person, the, the, the whole life for a person. Well, it's, I, I, I maybe a bit exaggerate the situation, but knowing that it is not something preconceived, they have um, data, they make use of data as tools to create something local or anchored. And at the end of the day, if you look carefully, there is no way, no way at that speed to anchor a building on its side. Then um, they can do right. nice looking buildings at first sight. Even you and me can say that, well, it's a very well done building, etc. But when you take your time and get closer and closer and start asking questions, um, no way. No way. Tell me. Yeah, which I think this, this, this uh, my... Uh, notion of super regionalism is based on this long, uh, wider understanding of a shared material reality. I mean, I think it's it's the commonality of a of the physical and social aspects of the built environment, unless you know the physical determinants of these traditions and a continuing awareness of how those traditions affect life today. Uh, unless you do a huge sociological study and over, let's say. Uh, there's no time for these yeah. kind of analysis no for time. normal architectural projects. But maybe, maybe things will a bit, a bit change. I'm not uh, waiting a drastic change on the way uh, those practices uh, design a building, but uh, that's for sure in the near future, the way that we architects right. will uh, practice our profession will change, uh, will change, that, that, that's for sure. Well, then let me propose another point of my super regionalism is this issue of regional geography and um, this common environmental factors that affect the built environment. I mean, you're aware, both because of Turkey's position, uh, of certain topographic, climactic, uh, natural resources, biological ecosystems, that if you look at Turkey and its geography, um, there's many things common, let's say, starting in the Mediterranean, uh, Balkan, Central European zone, uh, going through Turkey's geography to the Caucasian zone, uh, perhaps a little bit the Anatolian steppe and moving into um, north, nor northern Mesopotamia and into Central Asia. You know, many things, many aspects of climate, topography, the natural resources you find there are common. And for an architect like yourself, this, uh, the amount of time it would take you to understand those dynamics is much, much less, less 
much than somebody to coming it. from let's mm. say the tropics or north um so this kind of regional awareness that's not just based on like let's say one country or national awareness but based on uh, kind of geographic conditions can you talk a little bit about about the fact that you know for example in your work in terms of a regional belt i mean you've uh, you've pretty much worked exclusively starting uh, you know let's say you have an office in strasbourg but from let's say the, the southern europe to as to central asia has been your has been your yeah. primary yeah. regional yeah. operation correct and do you think this is just because of chance or nobody offered you a project in Indonesia or in, in, in you know, the United States? Uh, what, uh, and if you, how, how would you tie your, your work in this zone to, 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 is it based on your particular interest in, to work in particular places? economically and otherwise, or you think it's just, well, you know, I have a this happened like this organic example that we can uh, get a bit closer uh, to look at and uh, see some similarities in my approach. Uh, uh, if I was building in this geography, which is mainly Aegean and Mediterranean, let's say, and in uh, north of France, which was uh, Strasbourg. Um, you know, when I had this commission to design the Turkish Minister of Foreign Affairs uh, mission buildings in Strasbourg, the first thing I have done after visiting the site and the city I spend a couple of days in the, in the city. And then the, the first thing I have, done, uh, I have done was to visit the um, stone uh, carriage in uh, what was in, in, in English. Um, sorry? Quarry. Quarry, yes. Uh, Quarry. The quarries at the uh, Vosges Mountains. Um, right. Because I have seen that uh, the, the visual memory of uh, the Alsace region, not just Strasbourg, but the whole Alsace region uh, was based on that reddish sandstone then to anchor my buildings on their side, I said, first thing to do can be the use of that material, that local material. It's The quarries are uh, one hour to Strasbourg. And um, that was very critical choice right at the beginning of the project without starting uh, the design I went to the quarries to understand uh, the capacities 
of that natural star. Right. I think that's interesting because um, you're gr attempting to ground uh, your architectural approach with this material orientation also speaks to uh, a certain ecological and energy efficiency because it's a nearby building material. No, you don't just, have to bring it from hour. Yeah. very far away, uh, which is, yeah. So this, this, this I think is, uh, and I would tie this also to your previous architectural projects where, and we both share an interest in stone architecture, um, in the use of stone as a as an expressive and all as expressive architectonic element, but I would also say that if you had not worked in this region, because we know that the region that you're talking about, uh, which is in Central Europe, uh, is the start of this very wide geography that starts there mm. with the Alps and goes into the Himalayas. This huge seismic geological zones where much of the world's uh, uh, stone reserves uh, exist. So I think you as a Turkish architect working with stone, I think it was interesting enough that your regionalist approach uh, was specific to this belt uh, where a lot of this kind of resources oh, exist. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Which I think gets to why, you know, I think in Strasbourg, the building is very much grounded uh, in its setting uh, because of that material and that kind of color and uh, and every and the way it uh, also uses its in its architecture, um, but for example, uh, looking at you as an architect and how you work, you know, going back and forth to Strasbourg, and right now we're we're talking uh, in terms of uh, the future and how can we all make it in the future. The amount of time and effort you spent going back and forth to Strasbourg. Just if you looked at it critically, just moving out from your uh -huh. position uh -huh. as an architect there, do you think that was <laughs> efficient? Very good question. You know, well, do you think that... Uh, what, what is... Do you think that the equal value or somebody, somebody else would have, you know, some local architect working maybe, you know, uh, uh, 20 well, minutes from the building project could done, have done something the same? The um, very short anecdote from that uh, owner of the first court visited. Uh, the lady was right. there for um, well her father founded the company and she told me that she was uh, heading the quarry for 50 years and she said right. this is for the first time that an architect comes to my query before ending his construction drawings <laughs> before starting his design <laughs> I am so uh, right. so jealous," she said. He's an Turkish architect coming from Istanbul. It was so shocking, 
shocking had, for me. Had you done this before, or just as a? Had you done this before in any other project where you just jumped sure, into? Sure, sure. started looking case. at materials all before of you, my you, buildings you, you, you. In, uh, yeah, right. uh, in the Aegean. First, visiting right. uh, the 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 quarry, knowing the capacity of the building material. I was, yeah, so I this is, I think, an important shocked. thing you're saying, because uh, with regard to super-regionalism, well, it's an interesting thing you say, because people, uh, in practice, we often, um, beyond the fact that people, that architectural cultures operate differently, but my proposition with super-regionalism is that um, you know, an hour and away by airplane, two hours, three hours, I think that there are some efficiencies to be gained or there's some developments to be made by these uh, connections from, for example, there is a stone quarry in France for you to access, uh, which means that there's a similarity regionally between what you've done previously in Turkey with what existed there. For example, if you had gone just as a, proposition to uh let's oh, say think, arizona there would be no or you know let's say let's say somebody place like like portland oregon there's no stone going on there so i think that that commonality of your uh of the built of the material reality in both places has allowed you to but then also doing something differently uh by understanding that you know there can be some other efficiencies made uh because of the closeness of the the, the quarry to the project means that there's energy, you know, efficiency made with regard to how the uh, material will be delivered. It has to go very far. Uh, so I think these two things uh, are, are very interesting in terms of what you're saying about both the expressive possibilities, but also the efficiency gained by having to yeah, bring material is, only from uh, an hour or two hours away. Same approach for the... Uh builders as well when I design a building in, in a small village in the Aegean the second thing after the material the second thing is to look for the builders for local builders if possible yeah right so the actual relationship with the local builder Culture is 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 is, well, is it, part of this. This uh, is this is not a romantic approach. That you're this also is always a looking. very efficient way of uh, approaching things because they know they have their own network. Yeah, uh, they know how to uh, build, but of course, um, at every every collaboration with local builders, I push them just one step. Just one step. Right. And that's coming from your, I think, understanding of universal values, um, because you're, you're, you're still, I think, in, you know, it's, you're not a pure regionalist architect. You're understanding that 
architecture needs to be pushed. It's still progressing. There is still and and there uh, are there are there is still a, a a notion of progress that needs to be yeah uh, because uh, there are things that I out. know better than them. No, that's not true. Yes, with because of your exposure to this 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 universal system, which I think means you know I'm not totally discount. You know I think it's 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 not a good idea to discount. Um, all these developments in architecture from modernism and, and, and a lot of the technical aspects we've, we've understood uh, from our experience with different uh, different uh, materials and things like this. So pushing, always, I think, is also pushing, yeah, an important quality that you're talking about. Progress, let's say progress, yes. You're pushing right. or progress, maybe. Progress might be, yeah. So uh, it's been an hour, so I want to sort of complete the, this conversation with looking... Um, on our present situation, as we talked about, um, you know, in if not in the future, but today, uh, in the developments based on the virus, uh, one of the main things that is being talked about is the is the is the uh, reduction of air travel. There's not going to be as much tourism. People are not going to be able to go around uh, from one place to another as freely as they would like. Um, and, you know, it's possible to work, uh, in architecture like this, you know, you can have zoom meetings and things like this, but ultimately if you're an architect, you have to go to a site and, and check out what's going on. No. It's not something you can do with never, zoom or never. what the, somebody going through an iPhone. Right. So, uh, so it, today in terms of how we think about the future in architecture practice, um, it'll be very, it might be difficult or it might in some ways decrease the amount of, let's say, an expert coming from a place like New York or London to come into Turkey and start commenting on, you know, or working on a building or working on a project, which means that I think um, we'll, the individual regions will be a little bit, will be much more oh, left cool. to their own devices. I think this is what uh, I want to kind of <laughs> complete. I uh, usually hopefully, which is intriguing, uh, that uh, individual regions. I mean, I think it won't be difficult. You know, you can get on a plane every once in a while. Let's say every six months or every four months to go to Strasbourg and look at your project. But the amount of energy and time and efficiency that we're talking about um, for very long distance relation, long distance projects, I think is going to be difficult. So I want to have you just talk a little bit about the, at the end of our discussion, thank you for your time. Uh, and thank you, Istanbul 74, for allowing us to talk about this subject. We went a little bit over time, but and you're a little bit skeptical about mm -hmm. the, no, the amount of change that will go not, on. Not that much change. Uh, you see, I'm, I'm, you know, in a previous conversation we had that, uh, yeah, yeah, that do you, you don't feel that much is going to change. Discussions. Um, uh, everybody had when the hedge fund crisis happened. Yes. And then New yeah, York the is under construction. Uh, London is under construction. Miami is under construction. The, the whole city. I remember very well after 9-11 uh, people was, were saying that the um, skyscraper is that no more skyscraper will be 
build in the future. Right, right. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they build a building with really a much higher well, sky, the, skyscraper. Well, in the near future, a couple of changes so, will happen. Yeah, I, 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 definitely I share some not at long term. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, We'll see, but I think a couple of things, interestingly, I, you know, in terms of the super regionalism, I think uh, individual projects in terms of architecture, I think it will be a little bit more difficult to run international architectural projects in the way that they have been run previously. I think the amount of travel, time, energy, there's, there's got to be, there mm -hmm. is today, uh, I was speaking to Winka Dubledom of... Uh, University of Pennsylvania a couple of weeks ago. And she said, you know, I'm going to reduce the amount of long haul. I, she has a well, big this, project in China. Okay, I, as, excuse as we me say. To, I think to interrupt you. There will be... Personally, all of us, we will um, not maybe definitely change the way we are living or practicing, but of course we started asking questions. And then well, this, but this, the changes yes, this will I, happen yeah. at a person, individual uh, scale. This, this will happen, yes, but as a system or a systematic change, I don't think will happen. The systematic change, okay. I think, would require and. I don't, I don't want to get too much in this discussion because it's another discussion. I think we'll require a lot longer crisis uh, period, which we don't know if it, that crisis period will exist or won't exist. But in terms of our conversation today, I think that the role of a super regionalist architecture, like an architect like yourself, creating efficiencies over smaller, yeah, it's a globe, uh, as your father said, it's one divided world. I think those divisions and the efficiencies to be gained in those divisions, whether they're material efficiencies, ecological efficiencies, cultural efficiencies, uh, architectural architectonic efficiencies, I think uh, that those gains made by those divisions in this one divided world, I think will be the questions that, um, and I'm glad that we had an opportunity to discuss this, uh, are yeah. on the agenda now much more than they were, let's say, I'm, six I'm months so ago happy that we had this opportunity thank you very much and i want to thank you hantu mertekin so i th want to thank istanbul 74 for giving us a platform to talk about uh, some of our dynamics and things that we feel need to be done thank you Gokhan. on the global scale much. so thank you very much and see you everybody next time on the istanbul 74 podcast series <laughs>